I, just a little bit of uh, an introduction um, of this. Um, Duncan and I had started talking about the whole topic of sales enablement before Jonathan came in to the key group officially. Um, but we recognized it was a very, very important topic for the AR uh, professionals because fundamentally we, we believe it's the, you know, the sort of, if you want, the, the fundamental long-term success uh, for AR professionals if they can do more around this whole topic of sales enablement. So I've just got about four or five slides, just bear with me, just to sort of tee up this uh, sort of discussion for today. Um, we, and this might contradict some of the presentations that you've seen today, because there's been some great examples, I think, of what AR can achieve. But there is actually a reality of, of what is going on today. And I think the perception out there that um, AR is, is losing its sort of leadership. And we've talked about this whole social media impact. I'd say there's other influences in the organization. We're starting to see sort of the increasing numbers of AR professionals moving to the sourcing area. That's a very important area uh, because obviously they do have direct impact onto the end uh, user organizations. Um, I'm sure everybody will equate this, but you know what it's like when you do AI. We said, John, it's a thankless task, right? A lot of the executives just don't get what to do. It's not like our PR colleagues, when you can go out, you see a sort of uh, your exec, he's, he's got his picture in there on the front page of the FT, Wall Street Journal, whatever, and there's a whole glowing piece about the company. You know, you go and speak to the analyst, and maybe four to five months later, you can see the, the rewards of your success. So it, it's not a transparent thing that we do. Um, what I also see from my observations working with different companies is that a lot of the AR practitioners um, are, are not aligned to sales and they've got their life strategic focus. I think there's a lot of people trying to do a lot of good things out there, but what I just see is really people are running very ragged. I mean, it's quite ridiculous if you think about it, the size of the AR teams that exist in some of the corporates that we, we represent. I mean, you're, you're talking maybe, when I was at Cisco, there was 30 people, maybe for 100,000 people. And everybody wants a piece of you, you know, all day long. And they expect you to help in every single campaign. That's not really feasible or practical. Um, the other thing that's very disturbing um, in the industry is that I see that, you know, AR is continuing to lose support. We're seeing a lot of good AR people, um, you know, just, <clears throat> just losing positions. Um, and also, we are seeing a continued increase of the blended roles. So, that, that, that is an interesting point of discussion here, because Joanna's just talked about what that meant for her as an AR professional. AR is a great foundation for you to expand into other parts of the organization. But, what happens if you want to stay as a dedicated AR person? Where do you go? And that is a very, very interesting topic and perhaps something we can socialize on uh, as part of this conversation. Um, where's Caroline on? Caroline, I think you provided some fantastic examples of what uh, you can do well if you do AR right. And um, you know, one of the things is obviously if you can close that gap between you know, what AR does and how it contributes to the sales process, um, then you can obviously do things like enhancing the value and reputation of AR. Hopefully you can unlock new budgets and resources. It's not guaranteed, 
but at least on the budget side, with nothing else, you get to keep your jobs. And ultimately, I like to think that we as professionals can have longer term and more career path options. So, AR for sales, um, there are many, many challenges um, to think about here. We've got some of these dropped down a bit, but um, I think the fundamental challenge that we've got is there is no direct AR linkage uh, to sales. We, you know, it's very difficult to say cause and effect. If we don't speak to these analysts, this is how much revenue we're impacting. Uh, and that's been a fundamental challenge. Um, if you're talking to the salespeople, they often have a very negative perception of the analysts. They're very uh, concerned that they're going to lose account control, etc. So um, that is something that you have to think about. We mentioned that you know you are maybe one person, two people, maybe a bit more if you're lucky if you're a bigger organization, but your sales force could be several thousand people strong. So how are you really going to help you know, the sales force in that scenario? Um, so you have to think about the scale and the complexity of the organizations you're dealing with in the sales force. I think the other thing that is a challenge for many AR people is the confidence uh, element of this. It's, it's one thing, you know, talking to and work with your product marketing people. It's different, though, if you're having to engage with the sales force. It's a different language we've talked about, and their expectations are somewhat different. So having that confidence and ability to interact with sales, I think, is quite, quite key. Um, things like team maturity, time and resource, and where to begin, all of these things are other factors um, that you've got to consider as part of a, a sales process. Uh, sales enablement process. So what Duncan and I have been doing, we sort of combined our knowledge, I mean Duncan's probably been in AR for as long as I have, and we started to think about a model, a benchmarking model, which is focused around the best practices um, a, a, according to many different areas, which is covering the whole spectrum of the sales enablement process. So, um, for example, understanding the sales cycle, you know, where do you Analyst fit versus the sourcing consultants, for example. What is the psyche of the sales organization at dealing? What motivates the salespeople, etc. So just thinking about some of those things and best practices. Um, I'm not going to go into these in, in, in extensive detail, but things like the relationship with sales. Are you engaging with the executive sales leadership? How often are you engaging? What's the type of things that you're doing? Do you have a very structured program about your engagement with sales? you have defined goals, etc. Um, the other thing I've found from practice is uh, I've, you know, at Cisco we used to buy a lot of market research and then I go to the sales executives and say, well, are you aware of all this great research that's available? And the answer was no. So there was a company spending millions and millions of dollars on the research. If the sales executives, for example, don't get this or don't get visibility of it, it's very unlikely it's going to pass down the sales teams and the visibility of the AR function is going to be reduced. There's other things in that sort of element, thinking about things like, are the salespeople aware of analyst relations? Because what happens in the field when they encounter an analyst, for, uh, an analyst that is causing a problem? Do they know where to go, etc.? So those are just some of the things that, you know, to think about in there. Um, we touched, and Duncan was talking about influencers, and, and that's very important. And it's really important that you look who is really influencing the business. So 
are the systematics programs going on in the company to look at who the key influencers are? Um, we saw from the slide you know, many different smaller firms there, but depending on what you're trying to achieve, some of those smaller firms could be just as influential as some of the bigger firms. So you really need to think about material and segmentation very, very carefully. And so that is, is something you've got to give due consideration to that. Now the shaping market perception thing, this is what we do day in, day out as analyst relations professionals. And really this is thinking about, it's all the heavy lifting, if you want, of analyst relations. So thinking about um, how we you know, work with the analysts, how we're messaging and how we're positioning the companies. You really want to be getting onto those analyst shortlists and making sure that you are out there uh, and, and getting recognition because obviously that is what is generating leads for the company. So there's a whole raft of things and best practices around that. Um, that is all well and good, but what happens if you have a problem with an analyst? Do you have processes and procedures in place to deal with critical analyst issues? Where do you go, where, where do the sales force go to deal with that? Do you have a coherent portal on the website so that the sales guys all know to go to there, do they know to come to contact analyst relations people, etc.? And then the sort of final element is the arming sales to close business. Now, again, Caroline's got some great examples actually shown there. The Ash has given some examples. So there's a lot of good things you can do and a lot of best practices around that. And basically the way it works is it's a five-step process. You obviously you gather the data from you, we sit down with you, and then we review the data with you, and we look at you know, what you're doing in relation to the best practices across the industry. That generates reports, and then we help you implement some of that. Because as I say, some of it may be a confidence issue. Um, some of it may be just where to get started, etc. And then there's obviously the ongoing support, because you want to make sure that once you've actually started these programs, you are driving them through, and you are making them getting results. So just to close off um, today's discussion, um, I think as analyst relations professionals, as I say, a lot of people are out there, they're running very ragged. We've, you know, we don't have probably enough professionals in the scene, but you really have to think about what is core uh, to your business and how you are going to strategically align at the analyst relations program with the key business priorities. Um, I think if more people did that and just looked at what is core versus context, um, that will help reposition the value of analyst relations. <coughs> the other thing I would recommend to do is just, if you're not doing that already, don't talk to the sales guys, find out what their pain points are, and, and start to look at ways that analyst relations can help with that whole process. Now, the one thing is, um, and it's, I think if you've got some of the people from the analyst uh, firms today, we can perhaps talk a little bit about this, but how as an industry do we work together to provide greater sales transparency. Because that's the big thing that's missing, um, I think. If we can just close the gap with that, as I say, with what AR does and how it influences sales, cause and effect, we'll be in a better place generally. And finally, just to say, for those people who are staying on tomorrow, there is a workshop that's going on, uh, and we'll, we'll be looking at some of these areas in a little bit more depth. And that's it in terms of my slides. Are there any questions for David or Rana? Could you cover how you work with firms that are 
No, I just say that's. I think that's one of the things that we we have to do um, as an industry on there because um, obviously, if you speak to the analysts individually, you will find out that they are influencing deals, and you will find as an AR professional, as you get that trusted relationship going with the analysts, you will find that you know the analysts who are in deals, other sales guys have got no no sort of idea about so. You can start to build up, you know, sort of an understanding of the whole impact itself. But I'm just trying to see if we could make that a little bit more coherent. Can the analysts share a little bit more with us? I think if you're in a bigger organisation, there are different ways you can demonstrate the value of AR. Um, it, it's it's not just purely about the sales element. There's a lot of good things in terms of messaging, positioning helping the company move into new markets, for example, that can be beneficial. But perhaps if a little bit small of a smaller company, you know, if those analysts can help, you know, if you can show